Welcome to Regret Proof Your Life. I'm your host, Jesse Garriga, here to help you start getting your shit together one simple change at a time. Because the more that you know, the easier it's going to be for you to grow. Let's fucking go. This week, we'll be talking through some of the basics, and I have five simple strategies to help you start to clean up your life. Three bonus strategies if you're a bit further along on your journey, so we'll get there too and we'll build on them. You don't have to do it all at once, and you can take what you need and leave what you don't, so let's go. The first strategy that I have to share with you is kind of a no-brainer. At least it was for me after I fought it for many years, and that is to find a therapist or a coach and stop doing this all alone. There is still to this day some sort of stigma that if you get a therapist or even if you get a coach, something's wrong with you and you've got to seek out this person to fix it. And that's not the case. Therapists or coaches can be huge propellers forward in your own journey and life because it's somebody that's got a new point of view, an external point of view. They're typically unbiased. They're not judging you at all. So it's a safe space to just show up and be your messiest or ugliest version of yourself and truly start to understand what's going on with you why you perhaps operate the way you do, make decisions like you do, end up in the same patterns that you always do. And again, knowledge is power. The more that you understand yourself, how you operate, how your prior experiences have manifested into current ones and how you operate, how you react to things, what your triggers are, the more you know that easier it is to navigate your life and to set your life up in a way that it's going to make you happy because now you can ensure you're injecting things into your life that add to it and you're removing things that seem to take away or deplete you or leave you with no energy. So that is my number one piece of advice and that's exactly where I started. I remember super clearly It was January 2017, and I was in Illinois, and there was a polar vortex, so it was super cold, and we all stayed home from work, so I was working from home. I made myself up a big-ass breakfast. It was so good. Some cheesy scrambled eggs, some hash browns with ketchup, a side of avocado, some toast, you name it, like the full plate that I would get if I went out to a breakfast restaurant. And then afterwards, I was like, damn, I kind of feel like a fat piece of shit. Like, sorry if that's triggering, but that's truly what was going on for me at that point in time. And so I weighed myself and I was like, bro, what the fuck? When did I gain like 30 or 40 pounds? It literally like that had happened. I had uh, gone from waitressing and working retail to having my first or second kind of corporate job. It's just after a few years of doing that and eating the same as I did when I was on my feet all of the time, things changed drastically. I mean, the binge drinking pretty much every night did not help (laughs) because that led to overeating and shitty sleep and you know how that cycle goes. So I'm sitting here. It's cold as shit. It's shitty. It's gloomy. I'm feeling like disgusting in my body. I'm miserable in my job. I'm 
riddled with anxiety. I'm pretty much like self-loathing at this point, right? And so that's when I was having the moment I talked about in episode one of like, is this all that life actually has to offer? And again, I heard that whisper, that voice, that intuition, or that higher self saying no right off the bat. So that was the day that I decided to seek out a therapist. I got really lucky, and the second person I tried was my person. That's one of the biggest things that is going to be a determinant of your success with seeking a therapist or a coach. It's you've got to find the person that's the fit for you. And if you feel any kind of discomfort, like you don't feel you can trust this person, be safe with them, share what you need to share with them, be truly like wide open and vulnerable with them, they are not your person and they're not going to get you to where you need to be. And if you already have a therapist and you're like, damn, that kind of sounds like how I feel, keep looking try other people. You do not have to settle. You can find somebody that's going to help you radically change your life. If you're not sure whether to get a therapist or a coach, it kind of depends on where you're at in your journey and what you're looking to do. So I started out with therapy because I straight up had no idea who I was, what I wanted. I mean, I had no identity and was just a shell of a person. So I had no idea where to start. Therapy was the path for me because I had a lot of digging into my childhood and my upbringing and my relationships to unpack, to understand how the fuck I got to where I was of being so miserable. A coach is really, really good if you kind of have an understanding of your past and you know, what has led you to be the person that you are today. And you're not really trying to heal from the past or heal trauma. Instead, you're looking to venture into what's next or go through some sort of a big transformation. You're taking a big leap of faith. You're doing a big pivot in your life. Or you're even just looking for clarity on things like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Like that can kind of land in the realm of a coach or a therapist. But typically a therapist is backwards looking. You're diving into the past. It's more clinical. You might even be being diagnosed or prescribed some sort of a medication. Whereas coaching, it is not like that whatsoever. Coaching is really grounded in the present moment and we're looking towards the future. Often the past does not even need to come up in a coaching conversation. It is all about what is going on here and now in the present moment. What new information can we understand? uncover through a coaching conversation? And then how can I use this new information to propel myself forward into some sort of next steps that my coach will then help hold me accountable for? So a coach is also really good if you're taking on a big project or maybe you're starting a business or going for a really big interview or a promotion and there's... um you know, just some of the support that you want as you navigate this scenario and you've got it kind of got that support, that accountability and that cheerleader in your life. So that's how I would explain the two. Definitely find what's right for you in terms of the support. Uh, and, uh, even a third option that I didn't even think of until now is finding an energy healer. I found somebody up in the uh, Denver Tech Center area and she is fucking incredible. I've seen her I think five times now and she's able to help me move energy that is stuck through my body, out of my body. She's able to help me identify if things I'm struggling with are 
coming from me as a root cause, if they're coming from a past life or if they're coming from ancestral trauma. And let me tell you, almost all of my lack and scarcity trauma and issues and like mindset bullshit I've struggled with my whole life around money definitely are coming from ancestral. So that's been something really neat for me. If you're into that kind of stuff, which I mean, you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, find an energy healer because they can do some amazing work on you as well to help you really start to get to the next level. All right. Number two, in terms of the simple kind of beginner strategies to clean up your life, understanding your values as your North Star to navigate your entire life. This might sound silly and you might be like, girl, I know what my values are, but I did not. When I started therapy and when I got into coaching, I was asked what my values are and I would ramble off like some shit that I heard my parents or teachers or somebody say at some point in time. It definitely wasn't actually me. And I was like stressed out. I'm like, what are my values? Just like I better come up with some, right? So if you have no clue, you're not alone. That's actually really normal. We're not really taught how to uncover what our own values are as we grow up and we're kind of just fed what they should be by the status quo. So If you can get with a therapist or a coach to help you start to drill in and understand your values, that would be huge. If anybody's interested, I actually have a really cool exercise to help you understand and undercover your values that I learned while I was going through my coaching certification. So that could be a really cool idea. If y'all wanted me to make an episode or a Patreon episode about that, I would be happy to do so. So definitely write in. Let me know. Uh, for, For me personally, what I ended up finding out is that freedom, integrity, and authenticity are my top three values. Those are typically the most prominent ones. And I know this because I am so energized and so excited and so passionate when I'm faced with a scenario where these values are being honored or if I'm, you know, imagining and visualizing and manifesting some sort of future experience or or life for me, I'm definitely pulling in on heavy themes of all of these values. But it works the opposite way too. So anytime I'm feeling really shitty and fucked up and I'm like, in a dark place, something's triggering me or upsetting me, something's not sitting right, I can guarantee you it is completely headbutting one of my top three values. Something's either not allowing me, it's restricting my freedom, it's compromising my integrity, or somebody's being fake as fuck and there's no authenticity. And so like, that's what I mean by how if you can start to learn and understand what your true values are that are unique to you and matter to you, it's going to make navigating your life so much easier from people you befriend to uh, experiences you say yes versus no to, how you start to build your life and your time based on honoring your values. It might sound silly, but it is a very low-hanging fruit, okay? So that is something that you can start to do right away. Number three, I would suggest start doing affirmations in the mirror. 
every single day. And you might be rolling your eyes right now and be like, oh, I tried this already. I'm another bitch with some affirmations. Like, if that's your attitude, no wonder it's not working for you, okay? So the whole point of affirmations is basically to lie to yourself in the mirror every single day until one day you're like, holy shit, I believe this. And this is like a prominent thought. So try again. Pick yourself up. Let's go. Like you've got to just keep showing up for yourself. This whole growth and change thing, it can be difficult, but it can also be really easy. Like you've got to just make a commitment that even if I think this is stupid or even if I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to do it. Like the same as washing my face or brushing my teeth. It literally takes like just as much time. So I don't care if you don't believe them, you just keep doing them. What do I mean by positive affirmations? I mean, you are looking in the mirror and you are typically saying those I am statements, right? You can be like, I am strong. I am powerful. I am funny. I am fill in the blank, right? Like you just keep going. Uh, but there's other ways that you can do this too. So Louise Hay is the mother of all like affirmation work and mindset work. She's somebody I found very early in my healing journey. And she has a couple of books I would suggest. One of them is Mirror Work. It is literally a book that will teach you how to do this. You stand in the mirror every day and you say these affirmations to yourself and pretty quickly you're going to start to feel a shift. I did within maybe a week or two and I was like, God, why do I feel so good? And I was used to feeling shitty all the time. I was like, what, what, what is, what's changed? And I could not figure out for the life of me. And the only thing that had changed was I had started doing this mirror work. So She's even got approaches where if you're having a really, really hard time, right, and you are really down on yourself and you cannot even bring yourself to look in the mirror and say, I love you, you can say something like, I am willing to learn to love you or I am willing to learn to forgive you. That is an incredible shift if if you just need to get started. So definitely check out that book. The other book that I like live and die by, by from Louise Hay is You Can Heal Your Life. It is literally a book that explains her journey with having a super traumatic life, ending up getting cancer, and then having like, a terminal diagnosis. She was able to completely shift all of her habits, use the affirmations, really dive into the mindset work and healed herself from cancer. So she's also got an entire section of her book where you can look up any physical ailment you might be dealing with, literally even like my ankle hurts or my throat is sore, I have a headache, anything like that. And it will tell you the likely cause and it will give you an affirmation to replace that cause or that thought with that is harboring that dis-ease within your body. So check that out. Do the affirmations. I still do them. I would add to doing affirmations, if you are saying anything negative to yourself whatsoever at any point in time, fucking stop it immediately. Like there's no space for that. There's enough cruelty in the world. You talking shit to yourself and treating yourself like shit is not doing anything for a goddamn person, not especially not you. So 
once again, I don't care if you want to say it, you don't say it. If you catch yourself saying something shitty to yourself, you catch yourself. And that's how that awareness starts being built. And you know what's been working really well for me lately is when I catch myself doing something old and gross that I don't want to do anymore, I say, we don't do that anymore when I catch myself and like, that's it. And then I move on. Like you do not have to sit with it and we'll have a episode and even some upcoming bullet points here in just a minute about not having to believe all of your thoughts. They're not all for you to believe. So please do that. Please talk nicely to yourself and only nicely to yourself, even if you have to fake it at first. It will get easier. Number four, for the love of God, meditate and stop complaining about it. It literally takes five to 10 minutes and that is enough. And I can't tell you how many fucking people I have told to meditate. Like they're like, what do you do? What's your secret? How have you grown so much and all of this? And I'm like, meditation has been something I have been doing since like day one. When I first started seeing that therapist in 2017, I can literally pull up my Calm app, I meditated for 180 days straight. And I was like a train wreck at that point in time in my life. I just would literally make my coffee. It would be too hot to drink in the morning. So I would meditate for like five to 10 minutes while my coffee cooled down and then have my coffee and my cigarette. Okay. So, like, <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. And it is going to change your life. It's like the same thing. If you're complaining, like, what are you doing? That's literally not going to do anything for you. Like action is the only thing that's going to change anything for you. So a couple of approaches that you can take. Guided meditations are probably an awesome place to start. That's def that's where I started. I wasn't really sure how to meditate on my own. And I was stressed out and kind of confused about my thoughts coming up the entire time I meditated and not feeling like I chilled out at all. That's the point. Okay, so it's like practicing mindfulness and awareness. And every single time you realize that you're following your thoughts down a rabbit hole again, instead of being present in your meditation or like focusing on your breath or whatever you're focusing on, that's how you build up that muscle. So uh, you can do guided meditations through apps like Calm or Headspace. You can find a ton of free guided meditations on YouTube. Meditations for anything too. Like if you wake up and you feel brokenhearted, you can look up a guided meditation for a broken heart. Like anything, go ahead and, and just start. Even if it's just a five-minute meditation every day, that is going to do more for you like in the short and long term than many other things. And if you look into what the most successful people do, I'm pretty sure we all know that they're all meditating <laughs> as part of their daily routine. So uh, if you are a little bit more advanced, you can just meditate to nothing. That's what I do these days. I've been in a class with one of my friends who's a shaman and she's been teaching me about the elements and about the chakras. So I've actually been pulling in some chakra balancing and some element balancing into my meditations. And sometimes they can be a little bit visual too. Other times I'm literally just sitting there paying attention to my breath, feeling my breath move in and out of my body. And every single time I have a thought come up that I start to space out and follow and I realize I'm not following my breath anymore. I just come back to the breath. 
I might have to do it a hundred times in 10 minutes. And I've been meditating now regularly for six years and it's still like that. So just keep doing it. Just keep showing up literally like brushing your teeth, like washing your face, like doing the affirmations in the mirror. Just do it. It'll be over before you know it and it's worth it. Number five, and I told you we were going to circle back to this one, and this is kind of a big concept, but grasp that you are not your thoughts. That can be a really big and confusing statement if you've never pondered that before, (laughs) but going down a spiritual journey, you're going to have to grasp this. So I'll start by sharing a little bit about the saboteur, and this is something that I learned heavily about while I was going through my coaching certification. But the saboteur is also called the inner critic, the voice of doubt, and it is primal. That is something that's been with us since the beginning of time, and that is the voice in your head when you know we were cavemen hunting back in the day that was like, oh shit, that's a saber-toothed tiger you better either run and hide or like freeze and hope you don't get caught. Like whatever you do, get the fuck out of here and do not proceed because these are all of the terrible things that are going to happen to you. That makes sense when you're face to face with a tiger. The problem is we've evolved greatly as humans and that part of us has not. So now instead of coming face to face with a tiger, you're getting ready for a Zoom meeting and you're having a total meltdown because you think you're literally going to die. It's that serious. So I'm laughing, but for anyone that's experienced that, me included, it feels like you're going to fucking die. Like I used to have anxiety and panic and nerves before presentations or client meetings for work. So bad. Every single excuse as to like what's going to go wrong and why and why I'm not enough and why I'm going to fail would be coming up because it's trying to protect you. That's the thing. So you don't want to be mean to this part of you. It is truly has your best interest in mind. If anything, find a way to kind of gently let it know like thank you for protecting me but I'm choosing to focus on this or I choose to believe this or thank you for your concern but I am doing this anyway. It's literally that easy and that's number one in terms of like you don't have to believe every single thought you have. You don't have to follow every single thought you have. You can straight up have a thought realize it's that saboteur, still feel nervous, but be like, I'm just going to do it scared. Okay. That is my motto. I do so much shit. I'm just scared because I've come out the other side fine every time, better off than I possibly would have imagined because that saboteur is crazy, you guys. It's usually never going to be that bad. So that's the good news. Something really interesting that you can start to pay attention to with this saboteur, this inner critic, is when is it quiet versus when is it loud? Because for me, when it's quiet, I'm pretty stagnant in my life. I'm comfortable. I'm complacent. I'm not really doing much of anything new. I'm not pushing myself. I'm not breaking beyond my comfort zone, obviously. Otherwise, you guessed it, that voice would be freaking the fuck out. So 
if you're ever in a scenario where it's like freaking out and it's not you're you're safe like you literally know you're safe it's not like you're in a parking garage alone at night or something where so you're in a scenario you're safe but this voice is just freaking out you're like i'm gonna throw up i'm gonna have a fucking panic attack like it's actually really cool because the louder it gets the closer you are to getting to greatness and to expanding your comfort zone so that voice is freaking out because you are like right at the right at like Walmaria of your comfort zone about to bust through okay and so you can absolutely just continue right you don't have to let that hold you back you can just do it scared and my biggest leaps and bounds of growth have happened when I have decided to not listen to my saboteur and do something that was going to terrify me anyway the confidence that it builds from that is fucking incredible and you will be less scared the next time, the next time, the next time until you're not even scared anymore and all of a sudden you're doing a fucking podcast to tell everybody else. Um, a great book to help you understand this is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Might have said that wrong. Who knows? But that's an incredible book that'll definitely give you a more in-depth exploration of understanding that you are not your thoughts, that you can choose which thoughts you would like to align with and listen to. Really, really cool. A trick from that book just off the top of my head that you can use to prove it to yourself if you are calling bullshit right now is if you're having some fucked up intrusive thoughts, decide to look at them. Like just stop and in your mind, decide to shine a light on them and be like, okay, what do you want to tell me? Like, I fucking know that you're going off crazy. What do you, what, what is it? You shine a light on that thought and like really tune in and pay attention to it. It disappears. It totally disappears. You cannot conjure that thought while you are observing it if you tried, literally, if it was like a life and death choice, you could not conjure it while you are shining the light on it and focusing your awareness on that thought. That just goes to show you right off the bat, if you're the observer, who the fuck's the one having the thought? You know what I mean? So like right off the bat, there's more than one voice going on. So do with that what you will. That book, I definitely recommend. It'll go into it a lot more detail. So those were my simple top five strategies. If you just have no idea where to start and you want to get started today. Um, now, if you are a little bit more advanced in your journey and you're wanting something more, more of a challenge, I have three additional strategies for you. First one, is to start unapologetically being intentional with your time and energy. Yeah, we're taking a big, big leap here, right? <laughs> um, what I mean by that is start paying attention to how you feel after or during, you know, you've spent time with somebody or around something, an environment, a person, an experience, you name it. Because you're either going to come out of that interaction feeling really energized and excited and really like just fucking connected to that universe, that source energy. You were like, let's go. You know, it's like you're like leaving lunch with a friend and you've got your window rolled down and the sun is hitting you and the wind's in your hair and your favorite song comes on and everything's going fucking perfect and you are just vibing high, right? Good. We want more of that. 
if you are with somebody and then afterwards you're like, damn, I'm feeling really depleted. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I was having a great morning, but now I was with this person and I'm in a fucking terrible mood and I'm like really ragey and I'm really irritable. And then all of a sudden you're pants get stuck on the doorknob when you're walking by and it's like all fucking downhill from here. That shit is important to pay attention to because that's going to help you start to understand who and what gets to be in your life and how often, maybe never. You are absolutely a reflection of who you surround yourself with. And this has been something really challenging for me to grasp as I've gone on my own growth journey. So are you hanging out mostly with really ambitious people, people who inspire you and excite you and support you? Um, or are you around a bunch of chronic complainers who never do anything about it, who probably are gossiping, who probably talk shit about people all of the time and that is their form of entertainment? That's really important for you to focus on. Because if you're hanging out with the chronic complainers that never do anything, you're more likely to become one. You're more likely to skip your meditation, to skip your affirmations, to skip any exercise you had planned, to eat shittier, to drink, to do whatever, right? Like if the people around you are doing it, you're probably going to as well. If they're starting new projects and they're uh, traveling and they're doing all of these things that excite you and you're like, I want that in my life. You need more people like that, okay? So pay very close attention to who you surround yourself with. And as you start to grow, it's going to lead you to my second more advanced strategy, which is to start removing toxic people from your life, right? When you start being an intentional with your time and energy, you really start to realize who's toxic and who's not. And you're probably going to have to make some difficult decisions and have some difficult conversations along the way. I find it personally helpful to deliver the message, whatever your message needs to be, in a way that works for you so that you can have some sort of closure and minimize anxiety. I personally hate confrontation and so I've had a I have had a hard time my whole life articulating myself live like impromptu if it's a difficult conversation. So I've done this verbally. I've also done this via a text in both cases with people I was friends with for over a decade. So it was really scary and a really difficult decision that I sat with for many, many weeks, if not months, both times. So let's get into it. The first friend that I had to break up with essentially was somebody I had been friends with since I was about 19. We were on and off very close friends and then later in our relationship, like best friends. So she was actually the person that somewhat prompted me to start this healing journey because she was expressing concern for me about how I would just sit at home by myself all the time and never come out and do anything because I was a hermit. So funny enough, I ended up doing the damn thing, kept growing, growing, growing. And then this friend of mine kind of just stayed the same. And it was 
too much the difference and and where we were energetically in our lives everything so i grew she stayed the same but she was making really bad decisions she was an alcoholic she was out partying all the time she was having physical like health issues money issues like everything possible and it was just constant drama and it was very codependent now that i look back she would always shame and guilt me for like not inviting her out enough and not making plans with her enough and not reaching out to her enough and blah 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 blah, making me fucking responsible for her entire emotional experience in life and so I had to do it. And this was something I thought about for a very long time. I worked with my therapist to figure out how to deliver the message. And I had a phone call conversation with her. It was terrifying. I was like borderline going to throw up. I was so stressed out. I was crying while I was telling her. It was not pretty, but I fucking did it. And that's what mattered. She actually took the message much better than I had hoped. She told me surprisingly like you know what it's not even gonna be that long before you hear from me again because i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna get my shit together jesse and that was probably five years ago now and i haven't heard from her ever since so disappointing but please know like if you make these decisions many times they're going to be final and you're gonna have to live with that but it's going to benefit you greatly on the other side of things the other person i had to do this with was more recent and more painful. I had been friends with her also since about the time I was 19 and shit, now I'm 34. So very long relationship and we were very close and considered ourselves best friends um, pretty much right up until the end, which was determined by me. But it was kind of the same situation. This other friend was somebody who constantly has chaos and drama in her life, constantly making bad decisions, repeating the same patterns, drinking, like popping pills, like really terrible things, like getting arrested, just driving her life into the ground. What made it more frustrating is this friend is really wanting to change and grow. And so I was really doing my best to share some of these earlier, easier strategies, things like meditating. And she was one of the people that was like, fuck meditating. I don't want to be alone with my own thoughts. And like that was her excuse. And anytime I had any kind of helpful strategy, there was an excuse as to why. She couldn't do it. It wouldn't work for her. You name it. So between the nonstop terrible life decisions and the nonstop chaos, drama, complaining, every phone call I was getting from her was something that was super heavy, super dark. And I just felt like I was being dumped on 24 seven. Our relationship ended up becoming unfair in my opinion to where of course she was benefiting from being my friend, but I was not benefiting from her friendship at all. In fact, it was the opposite and it was really taking a toll on my mental well-being. I was so much of the space in my head was took up worrying about her, worrying about what when she was going to hit me up next, dreading having a conversation next because I had to just fucking sit there for like an hour and just like listen to fucked up stuff nonstop when it's like, this is not, this is not what I want for my life. These are not the type of people I want to surround myself with. This is not working for me any longer. It was working for me back in the day when I was really unwell and when I was unhealed and when I was drinking a lot, when I was making bad decisions, but like I decided to grow, these friends did not. And therefore they got left behind. And that is what happens. Sometimes it's painful 
it's really hard to do. Sometimes you might even wonder if you made the wrong decision. Like I still think about the more recent friend all of the time, but it's like, no, I need to continue on this journey and me being bogged down and pulled back with all of that negativity constantly, it could not last any longer. So that is even part of protecting your energy. You're going to have to do it. The longer you're on this journey, you're going to have to expect to outgrow people and have to make those decisions. A really cool tip that I did not have available that I would have dead ass be using now is that you could use something like chat GPT to help you format your message. So if you have a rough idea of like what you want to explain to the, this person and why, and you want to deliver it in a very compassionate, empathetic way, you can ask chat GPT to help you format that. So fuck yeah, easy win, immediate anxiety reducer. And hopefully those friends one day, you know, are able to go on this journey themselves and they understand and they realize why I had to do what I had to do. And maybe one day they'll understand why you had to do what you had to do. And maybe if you're the friend that had this happen to you, to where you got cut off, maybe one day you'll understand why and you're going to have to do the same thing. And then maybe that could be the catalyst to you reconnecting with that person, vice versa. That's at least my hope. And if I never see either of these women again, I hope they have a fucking epic life. And I hope that everything turns around. And I hope that they can heal and grow and finally be happy one day. All right. Last and final for today is number three in terms of the more advanced approaches to getting your shit together. <laughs> Start setting and reinforcing your boundaries. These all kind of overlap and have synergies. But what I mean by this is from now on, you are only saying yes to what feels good. An easy way to tell what feels good and what doesn't is this. If it is not an immediate hell yes and you are excited as fuck to go do this or see this person or whatever, it's a hell no. And do not try to rationalize it in your head. Super easy. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. You can also pay attention to how your body feels, right? If you're saying yes to something that you don't actually want to say yes to, you're going to feel some sort of sensation in your body. Like for me, I'll typically feel um, like a heaviness on my chest or like maybe in my throat or jaw. Like it's just like tight and tense and like I feel like I can't get a full breath or like I need some sort of like a jaw massage or something. Pay attention to how that feels in your body. That will be a super helpful indicator. That one's obviously a no. Now if you're like in your body and you're like feeling super excited and you're like light on your feet and you almost feel like you have this like like air energy, you could kind of like float or walk how they walk on the moon or you're like feeling like you're a rocket ship that's about to shoot off like you are just full of energy that's that's pretty good indicator that that's a yes so the body never lies and you can even pull in your values to try to understand why you may be experiencing some dissonance or resistance right that like pushback why am i feeling gross there's something going on, I probably need to set a boundary, all right? So if we need to go into more details on boundaries, we certainly can. I am a queen of boundaries in real life and in professional life. I even have that nickname at work. So like 
am radically protecting my energy. I'm setting my boundaries and maintaining them at all times. One of the biggest boundaries that I have is around time. My time is so important to me. So I will like a firmly block shut off on my calendar and it is a boundary and it is a hard no. Like I'm not taking meetings after this time, right? I uh, put my phone on do not disturb and I do not look at my phone after a certain time. I eliminate these distractions. That's a boundary. I've had boundaries with people. I've had to set many boundaries with my sister, which she did not take well fucking blew up in my face a little bit like at first, right? But then I just had to maintain the boundary. That is probably the hardest part of setting the boundary. You would think it's actually communicating it, but reinforcing it when somebody tries to actually challenge or cross your boundary or disrespect it is probably the hardest part because it's really easy to just revert back to people pleasing and say, okay, fine, like just this one time. But if you do that, you're setting the tone that that's okay to do to you anytime. So you have to be radically grounded in what this boundary is. And it's hell no, nobody gets to cross this boundary. So let me know, write in if you've got any questions. Let me know if you want me to dive deeper into any of these topics in particular. That's all that I have for you today. So Make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, and share this with your friends. If you have any questions, suggestions, or a super cool story that you want to share about your own transformation or something you've manifested, email me at regretproofwithjessie at gmail.com. That is regretproofwithjessie, J-E-S-S-I-E at gmail.com. And then check back next week. Next week, we're going to be exploring spirituality. So we're going to dive a little bit into the importance of spirituality as it pertains to your own personal growth. I'll talk a little bit more about my own personal experience with it. And we can dive into some tips and strategies for exploring your own personal spiritual journey. Signing off for now, homies. Keep it real. Keep going and keep creating. You are in charge and you get to decide what your life looks like, okay? See you next week. Bye.